Nerds for days. Nerds for days. Mm. You know what I just realized? What's the uh, woman who does the voice of GLaDOS mm-hmm. in Portal yeah. does the voice of the, the robots in Pacific Rim. Yes. Well, remember when we saw the trailer for it? Oh, it do we like, do we call it out then too? Yeah, okay. call it out then. I just saw it on TNT again. <laughs> Why watch it on TNT? Because I'm not gonna rent the damn thing. <laughs> Still, I just whenever I see a, a movie like on one of those goddamn networks, it drives me insane because I'm like, great, now this two hour movie is now three and a half hours because yeah. it's just broken up by everything, or God forbid, it's muted. Or not muted, but it's edited, yeah. you know, for, for yeah. language and shit like that. It drives me nuts. <laughs> it sounds so it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Like I'll see the Dark Knight on there and I'm like, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> you how you dare you? Sons of bitches. How dare you even let this on FX or TNT or wherever the hell it's on? I, it's, it's just it, like it breaks I, I it wa- up. I watched I have to admit, I watched the Dark Knight on uh T B was it no, it wasn't TBS. They it could have been. It was something. It yeah. was so I was so pissed off. No, it was MTV. What? They've been playing... Apparently, MTV does movies now. I think I've... Well, I know they have like their own movies production studio. But no, but they like but, air. They just air movies, same as like FX, same as yeah. say, same as TNT. Because they don't do music anymore. They don't do music anymore. That's for goddamn sure. Oh, yeah. I'll see other things like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord of the Rings on those. I'm like, that's what you don't need <laughs> is those movies on those channels. They're long enough as it is. And you have it interrupted with oh, commercials. Like sometimes somehow I'll watch, they keep them down to four hours, though. I don't know how they have to edit content. They oh my god, to, they absolutely. Have to cut some stuff out. Oh, sorry there, microphone. You deserved it. Um, no, I, I sometimes watch stuff on IFC, yeah, which because they'll play cool stuff. But I'm like, oh, I have to suffer through the commercials. But which but sucks. IFC takes out a lot. Like they they don't they don't edit anything. That's the only reason why I'll put it up. Right. Them. They'll so yeah they'll because do they do they drop f bombs in there? Oh yeah yeah okay. It's straight unedited, but they just have it interrupted for. for but commercial there's breaks. minimal commercial breaks. Eh. I've noticed that they don't play as. Ma- I feel like they the the segments are much longer. They're decent. I don't usually. I'm so un so not used to watching that. Yeah. That when I do watch it, it's just infuriating. Like, oh, you're breaking up the flow. Because when I was younger, I watched that stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. Goonies, Indiana Jones, yeah. whatever. It was on TV. I watch it. No big deal. Yeah. But then I watch it now and I'm like, no, the flow. <laughs> the flow. The flow. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. And I'm Justin. And that was a really long tangent <laughs> that we were on. I don't know if I'm going to edit that at all. I, I might just keep that as we is. We just may and, just have to leave it, man. Yeah. Leave it in! Leave it in! We're leaving it in! Leave it in, guys! It's gold! By the way, there was a, uh, at work today, there was someone on the phone, and they were speaking with someone on the other end named Linda. Oh, no! And as soon no. as, yes, as every time they say, all right, Linda, if you could do this, I was in my head. I just went, Linda, Linda, me up. come clean me up. <laughs> oh, God. It's funny when you hear those things and you just pop up and you're like, <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to say it, but it's not going to have the same meaning to it's anybody else. But I feel so compelled to say this right jokes. now. Inside jokes. Like when people say, oh, no, yeah. for the longest time. I oh, was like, no. oh, no. And I do that and I look around and everyone's like, what the fuck is Doug doing? What was that doing? noise you just made? Oh, I, 
never mind. No one. For those it. of you who don't get the Linda reference, you got to go back and why listen to episode like I don't know, like two or three. I think episode six actually. No, it was not episode six. It was episode. Six. Was it really? Mm-hmm. All right, go back and listen to episode six. I just listened to it today. That's there why I know. <laughs> <laughs> one of our finer episodes. Yes, yeah. uh, if I do say so myself. Mm, and you good. do. Mm, and I do. Mm, he does. Guys, we're here to talk to you today about something real serious. Mm-hmm. It's a really important thing it's a uh, something that affects millions of uh american moviegoers absolutely uh, it, it affects every everyone about every three years or so yeah it affects everyone's you know th- their money mm-hmm. it affects the economy it affects their moods it affects just the way that they view life mm. through the lenses that they know as their eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. we're talking about m night Shyamalan. Mm. 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 mr Shyamalan, mr Shyamalan. It's so weird when you see his name spelled because I'm like, that's, I don't know how, it's kind of like you see Brett Favre. It's like, yeah. no. Nope. That shouldn't say that. Nope. That's, that's not pronounced that way. Nope. No. I wonder if he just got so tired of people pronouncing it Favre that he's like, ah, fine. <laughs> like the only time everyone's ever called he's it out. He's actually French. He's just like, you Americans are butchering he's my like, name. He's like, ah, these sons of bitches of Favre is a proud French name. <laughs> is, whatever. I, I will get the money from Wrangler. <laughs> Wrangler jeans. If I must talk like an idiot, I will. I'm Brett Favre. I'm Brett Favre. <laughs> Here's my wiener. But I think the one time Brett Favre called out Favre's name was uh, something about Mary. At the end of that movie, when Brett Favre's actually in that movie. Oh, my God. That's right. And Ben Stiller goes, all right, it's nice meeting you, Brett Favre. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. But That's so random. Did you just watch that on TBS? <laughs> I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare sully my name. I wouldn't do it. I can't do it. He wouldn't. But guys, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, what can we say that wasn't already been said? You know? But we're going to say it anyway because fuck you guys. The thing is that anything that we bring up has obviously already been a point that's been driven into the ground. And uh, there was an article I came across Mm -hmm. um, which mirrored all those points again. But we're just going to break them down because we like to have discussions about things. The title of the article is called The Death Spiral of M. Night Shyamalan's Career. You know, pretty on-point title, I might say. Caught my eye when I saw it. I sometimes get annoyed with articles like this because I feel like people's criticisms are... are Justin's dog's here, and, this, and, he's, and his dog is a wonderful dog, and she's graced us with her presence, but she doesn't like this door being closed. So she's, she's she going in and coming out. Doors. And she's, she's just like my cats. Yeah. My cats are like, why are these doors closed? I'll, I'll put, when, when this episode airs, we'll, I'll, put, I'll send you a picture... A few pictures. I have a few pictures on my phone of her staring down a closed door, like as if she's going to burn a hole through it with her eyes and open it back up. And we'll we'll post that on our Facebook. Looks page. up at the door handle, then it just opens on itself, and she's like, I've "If that done happened, it. <laughs> I've done it." I mean, I would be a rich man, but also a very terrified individual. Like, I love you, dog. You love I've, me too, right? <laughs> I figured it out. I've done it. <laughs> um, I get a little critical of these articles. Um, I wouldn't say I get critical of them, but I just it, nowadays with critics, yes, people critique in such a ruthless and just truly mean fashion. It's, where I'm it's like, it's not even, it's not artfully crafted. Like the art no. of criticizing, the art of being a critic has been lost because it's just flooded. As we sit here and criticize critics, but as it, it's been, fl- the market has been flooded mm-hmm. with, you know, everyone has a sounding board now sure. with, with social media and the way that the world's so interconnected. Well, not that, but people want you to click on their link, 
You right. Know, they want you to read your story because can you believe this guy? He's so outrageous. Like that's the thing that sells ads, and even on the internet. The thing that I like about this guy is his his article lived up to the mm-hmm. title. Yeah. It was it was it was actually a well written, very well thought out yeah. article that gave points on both sides. Like it didn't just slam him. Oh yeah. It talked about how he did good, and at the end it wrapped up about how the new movie might be. Yeah. His saving grace, and uh, and it's actually it's got some humor in it, and the guy's actually kind of a funny writer. And the thing that I respect about him is he did not make you click through to a second page oh, to read up. the end, like the last paragraph. I hate it when people do that. I love it how articles are like. They give you the option. You're like, do you want it all on one page? I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. The worst is when you, when you go click on a link and it's like a photo gallery and you have to click on every um, goddamn. And I, I will leave those sites And some of them, it's the same photo with three different captions. Yep. They couldn't just put all the caption, all yep. the text in one caption. They make you click through. So what is 10 photos ends up being 30 slides. Yeah. And then you're they've got that many more page hits. Like and then that many more every, every couple of clicks, you get an ad. Yep. And I hate that so much. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, anyway. But anyway, this is th- th- this article is by uh, Walt. <laughs> it's just things that we don't like today. Walt Hickey. So, Walt, I have to tip my hat to you. You've done a great job. Yeah, Walt. If you ever want to come on the show, Walt, you got an open invite. That's right, Walt. Walt Hickey. I saw Walt and Mickey there for a second. I thought Walt, Mickey, Disney. Oh, conspiracy dogs coming dun, dun, dun. out. So essentially, uh, what Walt's uh, saying here is, uh, I feel like we can call him Walt. I think I we feel can. like we've gotten to know him. We've a gotten bit. to that point. Um, he kind of just starts at the beginning of M Night Shyamalan's career with mm-hmm. Sixth Sense, which um, you 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 didn't see that movie for the longest time. Did you? I, no, I have a great Sixth Sense story. Uh, it's not great. It it sucks, but. Uh, <laughs> That's the best way to pump up a story. I got a great story. It's actually not great. It sucks, but here it yeah. is. Hey, I, you're, it's, a, it's a roller coaster, guys. It's a roller coaster life of emotions. Is, life is a roller coaster. So I had not. I still have never seen the movie in its entirety, <laughs> uh, and I had wanted to. So it came out. I don't know, like what early two? What, what year does it say? It was like nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay, great. So I would say maybe around I was I was watching Scrubs on Netflix, uh, as as I do every once in a while from episode one through the last episode sequentially, and it was the first time I'd watched Scrubs all the way through. I'd been a fan of the show, but you know I missed some here and there. So it was on Netflix. I started watching all the way through, and I got to I don't know maybe season five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the janitor and Doctor Cox are fucking with each other, and they're each trying to like they're basically trying to ruin things for the other person. And so Dr. Cox finds the janitor watching The Sixth Sense in a broom closet, and he just goes, that movie's been out for like, at the time, it was like six years. And he's like, yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. And he just goes, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Yeah. And I was, I sat there <laughs> I with my mouth scene. agape, uh, uh, just just gaping, and I'm like, what? <laughs> did I seriously? And when I, when I did this, it, it was probably around 2011. So <laughs> I had, Jesus. I had made it. <laughs> I had made it from 99 to 2011. That's 12 years. I had made it 12 years. And I know that only because this haunts me. (laughs) The same way Bruce Willis was haunting the kid. Uh, It haunts me because I had made it 12 years you in, again that would never ha- it only could have happened from like the early, the 90s into the early 2000s yeah. nowadays that would have never happened but yeah that stuff doesn't I mean last. it 12 years without knowing the plot twist and then it was ruined by a side joke on an episode of scrubs and you I was know so what? pissed you've just ruined it for a lot of other people i hope it did <laughs> if you haven't watched it at this point fuck you <laughs> We're well, push, we're starting to we're pushing close to twenty at this point. That's one of the unfortunate things I think about M Night's films with the twist is that its longevity is like cut short. I think I feel like with oh, the Sixth Sense, absolutely. it's still very powerful. Yeah, because 
as Walt goes on to talk about, like, you know, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and Signs all had great stories to them. It wasn't just purely based on... Your audio's going to jump right here a little bit. Oh, boy. I'm I'm effing with the levels. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, So... He said that, you know, those three movies were good standalone, had good stories. Mm-hmm. They weren't just about the twist. Right. The twist was kind of there, but it wasn't the focus. Whereas after that, the, it the became the twist was the a focus. tasty little morsel that you got at the end. Like, yeah. It, here's a, a really great movie by itself. Sure. And then, oh my God, he totally threw us a curveball. That's exactly. so cool. Yeah. Because I remember watching The Sixth Sense and enjoying it, and the twist was like pretty mind blowing. And it was one of those things where you're like, oh man, I need to go back and rewatch that again. To see if you can catch all the little nuances. Yeah. yeah. And see all those little things. And uh, did you ever see Unbreakable? Nope. I, th- that, that, when it came out, was mm-hmm. super high in my life. I really yeah. wanted to see it because it looked cool. I just never ended up seeing it. I remember seeing that and going, I don't care. I don't care. For, I don't care to watch that. Really? Movie. I was like, nothing about it at the time really appealed to me. It was really, I don't know. I remember seeing the trailer and I was like confused by what the movie was. Sure, sure, sure. It was very like mysterious. And I remember the trailer was very slow. Yeah. Everyone was moving slow. And I was like, I, I don't get it. Now, and that was I, the one that scored super high on Rotten Tomatoes, but it did terrible in the box office. It got 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it says less of a box office smash. You can see the and graph based there. Based on yeah. the graph, uh, it was about a little over $100 million. Probably from what it seems but like, but from where the Sixth Sense was, prior Sixth to that, Sense was over four hundred million dollars. Right, was the I second mean, highest grossing film of nineteen ninety nine. Right, it so blew huge, out the box office. Yeah, huge drop in that one, but it was still a critical success. Right. Um, I I remember watching that later, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, it was definitely it caught my uh, my interest as things went along. Do you know what it's about? Basically, he gets in a, a train crash, and he's the only one that walks out with no scrapes on him, right? Yeah, Bruce Willis basically, um, he's almost like a superhero okay. of sorts, where he just basically, nothing can really hurt him. Okay. Except. Uh-oh. The for, twist? For water. <laughs> did you just give that twist away to me? I did. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Dude, that movie What year did out. that come out? How long did I make it? Because honestly, God, I, up until this point, I did not know the twist. How how when, long did that? How long did I make it on that that, that Shyamalan twist? Let's find out. When oh my out. god! Well, it's, I, I bring it up because um, the uh, and I don't care, but I know you don't. Um, I remember <laughs> there's this hilarious scene in it. It doesn't unbreakable. That's how you spell it. Uh, Two thousand. So a year later, they came out. So sorry, dude. Fifteen Wait, years later. Two thousand. So a year later. A year after, uh, uh, oh god, yeah. yeah. So okay, so two thousand. Yeah, I made yeah. eleven years. That's not, so my Shyamalan. No, twist, you made you made it fifteen years. Oh, I made dude. fifteen years. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Goddamn right. <laughs> I just remember there's this scene towards the end of the movie where Bruce Willis falls into a pool, <laughs> and he's just like, my only. He doesn't say this, but he's like, my only weakness, water. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, dude, just get out of the get out of the pool. Just get, it's like tell me it's a kiddie pool. It, it's, he falls into. I think it's an above ground pool. <laughs> I could be wrong. It's, I've only seen it once. That's not Bruce the twist. Bruce Willis steps in a puddle. That's that's not the twist. The twist in it is actually that um, Samuel L. Jackson is actually a villain mm. in the movie. And he's actually been trying to... He's been setting off these disasters. Trying to see what will kill Willis? Because he... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character is the polar opposite of Bruce Willis. He's, Everything hurts he's him. He's very fragile. Oh, okay. His whole life, he's been very fragile. And the only thing he's been able to do to pass his time is read comics. I thought you were going to say swim. Is swim... <laughs> He's he's very fragile, but God damn it, he can swim. He's like a dolphin. 
So he spent all of his time reading comics, and so he kind of got infatuated with this idea of superheroes. So he's been setting up all of these like disasters, and inevitably he's like, I if if I'm this fragile. There has to be someone that is the opposite of me, and he finds Bruce Willis. So his the whole goal was to flesh out this guy. He wants to. He goes. There has to be someone in the world that is the opposite. Or flush of him me. out. Excuse me. Yeah. So he's been like, he's no, flesh been, like no flush. Yeah, flush. <laughs> Sorry, flints. <laughs> <laughs> I must bring him out of hiding. I must find him. I will find him. <laughs> um, so he's been setting off all these disasters for years. Okay, just killing innocent people, trying to find. This one the person one. at yeah. the end. So it was, I, was, I was kind of a cool, like, oh. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So that one was okay. I wasn't, like, a huge fan of it, but I was like, it's not bad. I've seen it once. And then there were Signs, which that movie creeped the shit out of me. Right. When I first saw it. I was like, holy shit. That movie was scary to me until the end when you actually saw the reveal of the yeah. aliens. And I was like, God, what a shitty, shitty the little, CG. The little, the little booger, booger monster. Ah, I don't like it at all. See, that's what I loved about that. Cause but the, a, the suspense leading up to it yes. was terrifying. First of all, what is it that's so scary about cornfields? I don't be, I, that, it's a great question. I don't know. I think it has something to do with just nature in general. Okay. Like, I mean, if you... Well, you can't see what's coming through it. I think that's the other thing. Well, it's like... like well, you, and if you're in it, you have yes. no bearing about where you're... What's, what's north, south, east, west. Exactly. You go in there and then, like, the wind blows. And you just hear stuff rattling. Yeah. And you're like... Uh, Bill Burr had a little thing he talked about I don't know if it was on his podcast or if it was in one of the specials but he said he went for a walk once in the woods with his dog and he goes and he goes you know that point where you get in you go in too far <laughs> and all of a sudden you're looking around and you're so far in it's like I could die and no one will ever find me he goes you're hearing stuff you don't usually hear and you're just like I need to leave I think there's still something about that in our DNA that that primal side of it where it's like I don't belong here. From a safety mechanism, like a yes. fight or flight thing, where you're just like, time to turn around. Well, I'd say most of us in an advanced society these days, we don't have a whole lot to worry about when we wander no. around. I mean, yeah, there's bad people out there here and there, but I think in the, in the in the grand scheme of human history, we're the safest we've ever been. I think so, yeah. As much as you watch the news and things like that, compared to how things have been in the past, we're relatively safe. So when you wander out into the woods, when you have not, when it's stuff that you've never seen before, because if you get deep enough into something, it's not... There's stuff that is in that deep that you just you haven't seen because you don't live that deep. You sure. Know? So it's it's stuff you've never experienced. I would say that, and also on top of that, it's like just pure. Um, you're so, like you said, you've never seen it before, so you don't know the danger. Right. So you're just kind of like it's like the, the level of threat is unknown. It's like the first deer that saw a guy with a gun, to quote Bill Cosby's, or no, Sinbad, where he's like, the first the first people that came out here and the deer's like, oh, what's that? Bam! You know, like, <laughs> you know, they don't know any different. They're like, cool. And it's the same thing. You're like, oh, cool. I'm wandering into some predators. Now, we're going to go back to one of those other episodes where I was just like, fear of everything. That's episode like an, six. Episode six. <laughs> nature. But I think that's, that, that, that movie taps into that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's something terrifying about just that that those crops right tall grass tall well, tall corn is the word i was thinking yeah. grass and I, I remember all s- edible yellow grass yes yes and the part like where uh what is it like uh mel gibson's outside and his, his flashlight's not working and he's like he's hitting it and then he turns it on you see a leg just go into the cornfield oh, yeah. and you're like yeah what for me the part that honestly like my stomach like turned i i was and i got like super you know like where it's almost like when your muscles lock up like you're so like mm-hmm. jolted like your neck muscle locks up and you can't move your head yeah was when and I, honest to god i've never had that happen in a movie before 
uh, was when uh, the it was the bedroom shot, and it was outside. You saw the barn. You just saw that figure standing on the barn. Yeah, on top of the barn. Terrified me. Yeah, holy! Like I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking. About I just that got scene. a little bit too. Like my oh nipples my got a little hard. <laughs> like, just like, oh. That's Doug's flight or fight <laughs> response. Like, Danger. Um, but I like that too because like they did a lot with that movie, and this is a beauty of a lot of like suspense and, and horror films is the less you see the better right because your mind just grabs it and goes right and when it gets up on and you hear it going doom 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 yep and you're like oh god oh, it's here shit. it's here yeah or even that part where they're all watching the, the tv and they're like we've got the shocking footage of we think we've seen this thing and it's just like it's like the sasquatch walking through yeah, yeah. And they freeze it. it's just like this blurry thing and it's like that part was terrifying to me because you finally see it and you're like and the characters act, you know, the actors are like, oh, my yeah. God. And everything, you know, you hear the stuff on the, the, the radio, the. Yeah. And it's like, what I, the shit? The suspense in that movie all the way up until the reveal yeah. was the thing that, that that got me. So that movie, I would say, was like 90 percent incredible for me. And I, again, it was just it fell victim to uh, the, to- the the technology of the time. I think even nowadays, if you do that, the reveal is probably the it's going to be anticlimactic because your brain yeah. builds it up to a point where your yeah. your eyes will never satisfy what your brain thinks. That's why Jaws was so good, and that wasn't even yeah. by choice. It's just because the the shark didn't work, right? The machine didn't work, so they're like, "Well, we got him." You know, how do we show people that it's there? So they you got right. a very minimalistic view of Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and it was horrifying. Yeah, just knowing when those when those barrels shoot up, it's like the shark's there, or you see just a little bit of it below the surface, yeah, yeah. or just the fin. Yep. It's like there's so much of that that's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. And I just uh, – the, the the need to show that stuff, unfortunately, is – those are the most terrifying movies for me. The yeah. psychological sort yeah. of like – Oh, absolutely. There's nothing terrifying. Like I've always like used this as like a standard. Like just picture yourself. There's a hallway. It's dark. And there's a bunch of doors. They're all closed except for one. And there's one that's open and the light's coming in from from the door, from the hallway. And all you hear is a struggle going on you hear muffled noises you hear you know someone maybe squealing or something like that and then you just hear start hearing that's horrifying because what the fuck's going on in there yeah someone could be making a sandwich for all you know (laughs) but the idea is like i remember specifically when i was a kid in around halloween my i remember my mom had like this like I don't know what you'd call them, but they were like tapes, cassette tapes. Okay, yeah. And they had like spooky stuff. It was like, oh, it's like someone getting a tour of a haunted house. Yeah. And like someone's like, oh, I'm going into the mad scientist, uh, you know, lab, and you hear the bubbling of things, and 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 then you you go to somewhere else, and there's like, oh, you're in the room where they're electrocuting people, and you hear the yeah, those things horrified me. I was outside in the back of my yard during the middle of the day, and my mom had that stuff like cranked up, and I was like. Because my mind, I feel that that all that noise was then I created the scene in my mind. Yeah. It was terrifying. Yeah. Hearing the people go moaning or whatever, it's 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 incredibly – I mean, I'm sure you've, you've had a moment in your life where, like, you, you've heard something and you just freeze. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Like, I need to determine what that is immediately so I can act. Right. Like, your primal instinct kicks in. Absolutely. Like, Usually for me, the acting is I need to turn around. Yeah. Like, that's – I need to get – Away from wherever I'm standing currently. Sure. <laughs> and I just I've been like, what, 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 what? <laughs> so to go along with like that movie was so great for all those reasons. You know, there's a part where he's actually in the corn and, yeah. and like you just you hear and see these different things. This movie like, is where for me though Shyamalan lost me. 
Really? Yeah. Like it, because it, of the end? It was at the end. It was almost as if the turn of that movie turned my opinion of him. Like, sure. And I didn't know it at the time, but mm-hmm. like hindsight, looking back on it, I was like, at from that point forward, every yeah. movie since, and I can, I can, I can follow the, it back to that point of that reveal at the end, yeah. where I was just like, nah, all right, like every movie since that, like because then uh, after that came uh, the village, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, eh. I mean, it was again, there was some, there were some definitely suspenseful moments, but I was just like, I know, I want to get into the village because I, I have strong opinions about okay. that one. Well, and. I think we we may need to revisit this on another podcast, but or another episode. But uh, the uh, the whole fan theory of of signs. Oh, we're we're definitely gonna we're gonna go into that too to, the, on this one. Yeah, you think you got enough time? Oh, well, we let's time let's see. It. Let's get through it and then yeah. let's see where we are. Yeah. Um. But the thing I liked about um. Oh shit! Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the thing I really liked about signs. Um. At the time when I watched it too, is I love the story of Mel Gibson's character. Like you know this. Yeah, they well they built priest up, who they built lost up the character, uh, the foundation of the character yeah. was great. Yeah, and I remember at the time I was really impressed by how it all tied together. Yeah, you know it's like you know this girl. It's the idea. I don't generally like the idea of fate. Um, I think it's I think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea that you're tied down. No matter what you do, you're going to follow this track. I don't mm-hmm. like that. That's that can be another episode as well. Just been talking about <laughs> I that. Just, if you guys can I see saw, right now, like Justin's I'm just, eyes narrowed. He's like, "Ooh, we got one." I was um, I'm so excited because whenever I can, you can tell when Doug like talks himself into an, yeah. an angry state. Yeah, <laughs> I don't just, like it. I just started smiling. My eyes squinted. Mm-hmm. I started smiling like, "Oh yay! Oh, we got I one. I can get him riled up a, on this I get one. A taste of it." Mm-hmm. But I, I did appreciate all that, you know, um, you know, the, Joaquin Phoenix's character being a, uh, a, a, a former baseball player and slugger, like, and all that right. coming together. I was able to put that aside and be like, that was pretty cool keep how it all came home together. home runs. Just keep swinging. Or just keep swinging. Keep swinging. Um, you keep drinking water. You keep swinging. You keep the house. Keep drinking your water until the very bottom and then just leave and it. And then leave it. Leave it around. That would drive me crazy. Well, the other thing for me is that my what, kid what's a lazy-ass dad? Like, you're just leaving your house in that disarray? Right. Come on, man. Pick up the dishes. Pick up your glasses and do the dishes. Come on. He needs some help. He's Whatever. a single dad Whatever. raising two kids. Whatever. All right. Now, the village. Um, I enjoyed the village. Um... I think okay. that it was marketed poorly. Ah, okay. Because the twist went against the marketing. So, spoiler alerts to three movies in. <laughs> spoiler alert, guys. This one he's not going to get me on. Um, I I remember the trailers for it were terrifying to me. Like these creatures. The trailer like, was terrifying to me. Yeah. I almost remember not wanting to see it because yeah. it, I was like, it has to give me a really fucking hard one in the stomach. I was just like, wow, I don't even know what this is, but I'm interested. And yeah. they did a great job, again, tapping into that. I think he has something with the idea. He knows how to play up the nature side of it. Yeah. Because yeah. remember, they're afraid of the woods. Yep. And it's like, how long can you stand with your back to the woods? Right, right, you know, right. And you hear the cracking of stuff and things like that. and. Even when like one of those creatures is in the house, you hear it walking around. You hear it like scratching something on the door mm-hmm. and everything like that. And it was very minimalistic. You saw a little bit of them, but not always. Right, right. And it was beautifully shot, too. I thought it was really good. And the music, the twist, I enjoyed at the time. As I've gotten older, I look back, I'm just like, ah, that's practical. Doug's like, that'd be really hard to pull off. That, right. That's the, <laughs> that's the other part for me. I'm just like, it's not even remotely feasible. I was like, not only that, but like how many people do they – because you, you – the twist in this is that you find out that there's people living in this remote village are actually living in some like national park away from humanity because to them they all met in this um, 
therapy group, mm-hmm. and they every something terrible happened to them by the hands of another person. They decide, you know what, we need to trust ourselves, and we need to get away from humans, right? Because if we do we that, nothing sit, yeah. bad will happen, yeah. and inevitably, some something bad happens, and. Um, they have to decide whether or not they want to keep the integrity of that society or not. And that the concept of that is cool, and I appreciate that, but I was just like, there's a lot of people in that village. Right. There's like five or six people that know the truth about it, but there's a lot of other people. So I'm like, the first question I ask is like, how long have they been there? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the, the children, like the kids, they don't know anything else. So it's no, at least is... like, what, 18, 19, 20 years? You would think, yeah. And then Ooh. did... There's some older people too, like, but that that aren't in the council. Of, right. So how did they get there? Did and they not... just recruit them? Like, I don't like. There was right. a lot of things like that afterwards. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, well, and did they ever? Did they ever go over like the logistical, like why no planes flew over, why yeah. no helicopters flew over? Like, yeah, that that's the thing where it's like inevitably at some point in time. I don't care where you are. I've yeah. I mean, planes fly over everywhere. Like, sure. Yeah. At some point, you're going to hear something. I hate to dig into that stuff too much, but that's one of those things where it's like... Because you want to suspend your discipline. When you go to the movies, you have to go in with some ability to suspend your discipline. Sure. But at the same time, but when the crux of it is the blind girl has to go and get help. Right. To, you know, help to keep the integrity of of this village. But at the same time, you're like... But there's the guys driving a car, and there's like, you know, this isn't like the turn of the, the, you know... The nineteenth, the twentieth century, or something right. like that. Even I mean, though like, the village would suggest it is, yeah, like it's totally not. It's modern if, day, yeah. You know, it's so it's like, yeah, they would have seen a plane, right. or Something, you know. All in all, I loved how they built up the tension. I do feel like the twist. I remember when I left the theater, people were like, "Yeah, the movie fucking sucked. The movie fucking sucked, man. That was stupid." I was like, I, I liked it, but that's where I felt the like. I like it, but there's a little bit of like, uh oh, something's missing. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, oh no, was so you felt it. You felt you felt the the turn for you. Yeah, I think it was a little bit there with signs when you saw the reveal yeah, of the yeah. aliens, and I was like, because I was like, still I'll like, concede I still enjoyed to your, it. I'll concede to what you just said. Like, mm. f- maybe a little bit. I I re- I recognized it at signs, but I still enjoyed the majority of yes. the village. I, yeah. The whole movie didn't suck, but at, at sure. the end of the village, it was almost one of those where I went. Hmm. Like I, you, you go into it like you said. You go into it knowing yeah. that there is going to be a twist. Like what his what his signature was mm-hmm. became almost became his undoing. Yeah. Because you went into it like it was hard for him. You really have to work to pull off a twist now because yeah. people are going to be expecting sure a curveball. Exactly, and that's part of the thing too. Is with uh, w- with that you know the. When you watched the trailer, or when I was watching the movie, what really bummed me out was I wanted these monsters to be real. Oh, I did. Yeah, exactly. And when I found out that they weren't, I was really upset. You're like, because, oh, that's a cop out. Because yeah. I was like, I want this is more terrifying with these monsters. What, when these people have, when they actually have to live with the knowledge that there is killer, yeah. demonic type wolf creatures sure. living in the woods. Yeah. And they have to live with that. Like now it's just like, Oh no, we can just lead people out of the wall. Okay, cool. You know, like yeah. oh, there's no real threat. Okay. And I love the idea that Joaquin Phoenix character is also like he's like I don't believe, right? I don't believe. Right. I don't believe. It's like I don't, there was so much more going, and I feel like the twist betrayed itself. It That's betrayed almost, the movie. It, it it almost it was almost lazy in the sense of it. It's almost as it well, like in an improv scene. Mm-hmm. You're like, where at a dentist office? Mm-hmm. Where at a dentist office? Where at a dentist? And then someone enters and goes. Nope, we're in space. We're on the moon. It's like, well, no, wait. We just established that we were in a dentist office. Yeah. Like, it's 
there's one thing to do a twist, and there's one thing yeah. to completely flip the reality on which you've based the entire. Because to use your same example, the audience is like, "All right, cool. This is the dentist office." And then when someone changes it, they're all of a sudden they're like, "Well, what the fuck? Where are we?" Right. And you've betrayed the trust of not only your team, mm -hmm. but you betrayed the trust of the audience, and now they're confused. And I think that's how I felt. I was just like, "Oh no, I don't." It's. Uh, I right. wanted. I want these creatures to be real because you made. You've sold them to me for eighty percent of the movie as right. real creatures, and yeah. I. I believe them like these characters do. And now it's like, nope. Yeah. People are just dressing up like them. And I mean, one God, could it. that was terrifying. Hey, speaking of spooky, speaking of spooky creatures, hey. um, and the other thing that you could, I mean, the other thing you could argue is that uh, he made you feel the same way the characters felt. Yes, like he actually took you through the character emotional spectrum. Yes, which in that regard, you could argue for it. If I'm playing devil's advocate, sure. it, you could be like, well, he actually he almost put you in the movie. Yeah, you you experienced it too, but yeah. I call bullshit. But the twist was yeah. kind of still ruined it, yeah. unfortunately. So then after that was Lady in the Water. I don't know if you've seen that one. I unfortunately saw that one in the theater. I saw that. I didn't see it in the theater. I remember seeing it on TV. Such an annoying, such an annoying dog sometimes. <laughs> She's like, but the door's closed, but now it's open. But now the door's closed. Um, that one was just weird. I was like, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a very forgettable movie for me. Well, I think the best the best quote in here is when he goes, yeah. uh, which proved that Paul Giamatti could actually be in a bad movie. Like <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's the line because Laying the Water was an innovative was was innovative in one regard, at least proving that it was possible for Paul Giamatti to be in a bad movie. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And, or the uh, text conversation he had with his friend. Yeah, he asked his friend. Uh, he's like, "This is the only person I ever met who ever loved this movie." I asked him to answer for his crime. So he texted him, and the text goes, Hey, need a favor. Can you list the redeeming qualities of the film Lady in the Water? It's for journalism. And his friend goes, Ha, sure. He goes, Okay, give it a shot. Dot, dot, dot. And then his friend goes, Ha, ha, I was going to email you, and I went to refresh my memory, and holy balls, this movie's bad. <laughs> and the writer, and Wall goes, To be clear, you loved it in college, right? And his friend goes, Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then his friend later added, "This movie is actually entertaining because he tries so hard to throw in a twist that it feels like a high school play." <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's almost as if you were writing. He's like, "Oh, I forgot my signature twist. I must yeah. put it in somewhere." Yeah, it wasn't it, that movie. I'm not, I don't even really feel like talking about it much because I I forgotten most of the details. I was gonna say there, it, it. That's one of the other things is it's not that memorable. No, like, it really isn't that. memorable. I remember it was kind of like a fairy tale that there's they were a, trying to. Yeah. there's a wolf of sorts. It's like a uh, grass. If you if you didn't if you looked at it mm -hmm. it because i remember at one point he was looking at it he was looking at it in a mirror over his shoulder uh -huh. like he had it and he was looking behind him he was looking in the mirror behind him and he could see where the wolf was like it was almost like i don't think the wolf was like made of grass or something yeah. it was coming up and then the lady in the water like glowed and she saved i don't fucking it's like know. she it was had just to, a she had to get back home and to get but something was trying to stop her from getting back i don't remember this wolf was trying to stop her i think wasn't it yeah. it was like light and dark it was the yeah. angel of heaven and or the and angel and there was people that were destined to yeah. do this but the, he chose the wrong people at first it was actually these other people who he didn't realize it was like actually, the freaks of it was cuz yeah. it, it took place in an apartment complex yeah. which which is almost uh, you could you could describe it as an apartment complex. In another movie, it would have been an apartment complex for actors who just weren't quite making it. Exactly. Like, it was just the rejects of the group. Yeah. There was one dude who only had... Remember, he had, like... Yeah. He only lifted weights with his right arm. Yeah, so his right arm was huge, but was, in the end, it actually served the purpose of the story. Like, he was the yeah. only one that could open the door or hold he was, something. He was, the th he, was the, he was what held the creature at bay. 
Oh, he was like, okay, yeah, just, yeah. just locked eyes. But he looks like one of those comical things where, like, this guy obviously jerks off all the time because yep, his exactly. right arm is so huge. I, they like, may have made even a couple jerk-off jokes in there. Because his other arm was just normal, but his other <laughs> one arm was just, just huge. Yes. It's like, what the fuck? You and I, after this podcast, we might need to watch the last ten minutes of the oh, movie. Oh, God, I guess. And then there was The Happening, which I totally didn't even bother seeing. The thing that threw me off... I the, saw that one. The red flag for me was it was marketed as this. I remember specifically from, like, a TV spot. It's like... M. Night Shyamalan's first R-rated movie. Oh, was it really? I was okay. like, that's your selling there point? There it is, yeah. Nope! My favorite line in this article is the fact that it said uh, the most, mm. what was what was the twist was actually the fact that Mark Wahlberg was, go ahead. The twist it. in this movie is that Mark Wahlberg was cast to play a person qualified to teach children about science. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark, if you're listening, I that... that that was funny. We love you, but that was funny. But he also like because Mark Wahlberg he, listens to our podcast. He came well, obviously. Um, he also came out and mentioned that that was one of the worst movies ever, he's ever done. Oh yeah, I, I've heard him say interviews on that too. Yeah. yeah, that was just yeah, that was not his fault by a long shot. Yeah, that movie. I, I remember watching it and being interested because I'm like, ooh, what's causing these people to die? Right. Yeah, and it was the grass had become sentient, and it was <sighs> oh my god. Because I was like, I was like, this is really intriguing, and I was like, there's a reason why they didn't tell you what it was <sighs> because. That's why. Yeah. And then after that, he did The Last Airbender, which really bummed me out. I, I did not see it because I was not familiar with the source material. I'd heard of the source material, but I wasn't familiar with it, and I had no I had no horse in that race. I'm a huge fan and yeah, of Avatar are. The Last Airbender. And um, when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, oh, awesome. This looks really good. And the trailer made it look really decent. And then it just got abysmal. Yeah. Abysmal reviews. 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you have to work for that. 6%. And I was like, I was like, how bad can that really be? And I still to this day have not gotten myself, I have not gotten the courage. I put it on my queue. Oh, so you haven't seen it yet? I can't get myself to watch it because I know it's going to be bad. No, I can't do it. Doug, then you and I need to sit down. You you and I need to, we need to gut check. We need to gut up. Uh, No, we need to, it's gut check time. We need to nut up. Get a man up, Doug. It's nut check time. It's nut check. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh, oh my balls! No, but we we have to we have to man up and we have to watch that movie. We have right. to. I, I'll I'll do it with you yes! just because I think you're gonna be like, what the fuck is oh, going on? Oh, I'm gonna on? hate it, but like that's I'm okay with it. <sighs> Can we pirate it? Can we pirate? I don't it? want to pirate. It's right, probably pirate. available on Netflix. You can probably watch it. I know. Oh, uh, it's just one of those things where like. That was a perfect opportunity to bring that story to life in a real fashion, and they just murdered it. Oh, they picked the wrong director, really. They should have picked Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino would have done an amazing job. Because <laughs> it's based on a Nickelodeon property. Tarantino. That's that's a marketing thing. In Tarantino's first PG movie. There you go. There you go. Watch as a just a lot the of last Airbender takes on the Fire Nation. A lot of mother lovers. A lot of oh shoot. Somehow uh, Samuel L. Jackson's still in it for some reason. Right? Yeah. <laughs> these mother loving Airbenders. What are these Airbenders? Where are the Airbenders? <laughs> Why are you the last one? Um, but the thing that was really that, that sucked about that was that that literally killed the franchise. Just yeah. Just and, and that could because there was a it's a multi multi book series, right? It's it's well it's it's a, it was a three it had three seasons on Nickelodeon. Wasn't it, I thought it was a graphic novel at some point. I don't. I think they probably did it after, but it was it oh, was originally okay. a Nickelodeon cartoon, which I actually highly recommend to you and anybody. It's my brother recommended it to me. I'm like, dude, this is a Nickelodeon show. Right. He goes, I know, it's really good. Yeah, and it really is 
because it tells a wonderful story. It doesn't drag it out. There's not a ton of filler episodes, and it has some great voice acting. And the thing I love about it is, which I think a lot of shows can't accomplish, is Mm -hmm. you start out, and you know where it's going to end. Yeah, It's going to end with this great conflict. And as you're going along and learning all this different stuff about these guys, you're like, this is going to be great. In the end, it has a wonderful payoff. It's fantastic. And it it deals with a lot of really interesting stuff. And all that, but it's really cool. Like, if you like Harry Potter and using fucking wizards and wands and shit like that and magic, you will love this. Well, and I'm also into martial arts. Like, I think it's... That too. I mean, yeah. Like, the fact that it's kind of steeped... I don't want to disrespect cultures, but I guess it's steeped in, like, kind of like Japanese culture? Or, I mean... Well, a lot of... I don't want to say it's steeped in the culture, but it's, I mean, it's obviously set... It's heavily influenced, yeah, obviously. With Asian... Of course. It's, it got Asian influences. Well, you yeah. bring that up, too, because what's funny is when they cast this, yeah. they whitewash the cast. Did they really? Which is hilarious, God because two of the characters are from the Arctic, uh, and they're like Inuits, and uh, so they're darker-skinned um, in, the, uh, in, the, in the cartoon. In the movie, they were white. And the bad guys in, in, in the cartoon were Japanese, so they were lighter-skinned. In the movie... Indian dudes. In fact, Slumdog Millionaire's in it. Really? Yeah. And I was like, everyone was like, what? What is happening? What, what, what happened? Oh, God. I mean, Hollywood does that to, well, to mean, the nth degree. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, guys, come on. Let's try. I've heard the acting is awesome. I've, heard, I've seen some clips, and I've heard some of it. I'm just like. We have to watch that movie. All now. right. I accept your challenge. All right. Here we I go. accept your challenge, and I will, abs- I will happily do that. You know what's, <laughs> what's funny is, oh, then there's After Earth. Well, that, oh. that's the one. I didn't even know that he, I, honestly, until I read this article, didn't know he directed it. I did, and that was like, they try to keep it quiet. Oh, they because buried like, mm-hmm. his name. Yeah. He also was involved with one uh, called Devil, and that was involving something in an elevator. That like some people okay. in the elevator and like someone in the elevator is the devil and is murdering people. I, I don't know like if he produced okay. it or if he wrote it, but he had something to do with that. Okay, but um, I mean, that, but yeah, at that point the studio was just like, we're done. Well, it's we're funny how it you. gets to that. Like, um, if you watch, look at some marketing material for. Um, oh my God! Don't fail me now, Michael Sarah. There it is. Yeah. Um, he started dropping in popularity. Yeah. People started really disliking him to the point where when Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out, the movie posters didn't even show his face. Really? It showed a guy bending over oh, yeah, yeah. playing the uh, yeah. playing the bass because they're like, People don't like Michael Sarah. Well, my question is then if you're gonna do that, why like how does Shyamalan get get picked up as a director for these movies? How does Sarah get casted? And I mean, I personally like Michael Sarah, but I don't like, have if, a problem if, with him. If studios are that Against them, like, I mean, are they under, like, does, did Shyamalan have, like, was he fulfilling, like, a six-movie contract or something like that? Or? Well, that's something else to consider because a lot of times when these guys get brought on, it takes years to make, you know? Yeah. And so I imagine, like, with the Michael Sarah situation, like, by the time they had shot and done Scott Pilgrim versus the World, they're like, people don't like Michael Sarah. Right, right, right. We got to sell this movie. How do we do it? Don't show his face in the posters. Right. Like, and same thing with M. Night Shyamalan. I don't know, some of this stuff, like, People get a lot of a lot of uh, chances. Like one of my guys that I, yeah. I I think just makes yeah. regularly crappy movies is Roland Emmerich. Okay. He's done such wonderful ones as uh, Independence Day, The Patriot, uh, Ten Thousand BC. I had someone at work. Godzilla was it? With the, my, Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I had someone at work because the other the new one I liked actually. I did um, too. Uh, 
guy at work. Someone at work. Uh, I think it was at work. I, I now I'm. I really wish I could just defend to the last breath. Defend the Patriots. Oh. <laughs> and I'm talking like was actually talking it up, like not like not in a not in a sarcastic way, not in a tongue in cheek, not not in a not even in a like. No, no. Look, it's 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 no, it's it's not as bad as you think it is. He was actually like, it's a great movie. Do you I happen want, to remember? I want to say at some point, an allusion to being historically accurate may have been dropped. Oh. And I, I, and oh. at that point, I stopped the conversation. I, I kind of just stopped talking. I let him continue to talk at me, but I stopped talking. And I wish I could remember. I'm gonna have to go back to work now and see if I can remember who is defending say, it to me. I was like, if you I can remember, because I haven't seen it. Sure. But everything that you've told me about it, I'm like, this goes against everything I've ever oh heard. Oh my about god! This I was like, if you can remember even ever. just a handful of things, because I don't know if you guys have ever watched The Patriot. It stars <laughs> Mel Gibson and the Joker, <laughs> Heath Ledger. <laughs> And essentially, it's about the Revolutionary War, and oh my God, they just inject modern day heroic things into Mel Gibson's character because he's the hero. And this is one of my favorite things. I know we're we're running out of time here, but I want to do this real quick. Where he's like, um, so they are. It's like right around the Revolutionary War, uh, and uh, Mel Gibson's character lives with his family, his his boys, his mother, his his wife passed away a long time ago, and they're living on a farm. A plantation, mm. one might say, in mm-hmm. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's black people that okay. are working the plantation. Okay. So they go to war with the with the British, and the British come, and there's a battle fought right by their farm. And, went, and the British come over, and they're like, all right, we're going to take your... Because I'm not going to get too much into it, but uh, Heath Ledger is working for the, uh, the, the rebellion, and they find him, and they find his, uh, his dispatch papers, and they're like, whoever carried these is, you know, going to be... Hung up and killed, and you guys are harboring the enemy, so burn the place down. And then they turn to the black people, and they're like, and you have the honor of joining the king's army. And uh, upon doing so, you shall be paid wages and blah, blah, blah. And one of the guys goes, sir, we work this land as, as free men. And I was like, no, you don't. Oh wow! No, just you to, don't. Just to make Gibson's character a well, little more. Well, it's like they're like, no. This is how this is a save the cat moment where you're like, yeah, yeah. hey, you know how we know because this guy allows, even right. though everyone else probably has slaves, this guy doesn't. Not he allows Gibson's them character. He allows them to 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 work the land as free men. I was like, this is like 1775 or whatever. I was like, no, they don't. That's not true. It's oh oh. You I, don't I tell know, you what, Doug. You don't know that. This, that movie is a huge guilty pleasure of mine. I love. I will like. You know what? It's time to watch Patriot. And it is. I watch really? it. and I'm just like, this movie's not good, but I will watch it. What about it makes you love it so much? I don't know what it is. There's something about it where it's like, I'm like, it's not good. It's it's just it's it's so just cheesy. Interesting. And just oh, and, all right. Uh, we can watch that. Have you ever watched it? I've not watched. Oh my I god! Said, every, all Light of, him up! Light him up! Every all of my information from that, all, I, everything I've been informed of has come come from your your. Uh, I feel your like I may tirades. have tainted. I feel like I may have tainted your vision of it, but we have to watch that. And tainted we'll my vision it. of a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> Good. Good. All right. But you regardless, eat. this new movie, which is currently at, it's called The Visit. Mm-hmm. It's currently at what in Rotten Tomatoes? It is currently at fifty nine percent. Fifty nine percent. So it's not ter- not great, not terrible. I have no desire to see it. I, um, to me, oh, here I had I had two friends uh, go see it, mm-hmm. and uh, they said absolutely go see it. They okay. said it's a really really good movie, and everyone's right. been saying that this is Shyamalan's. 
kind of return to what made him a great director in the first place, great storyteller. Nice. For me, what I'm not going to see it in the theater. I can't no. bring myself to do it. I, I will probably, maybe, give it a shot when it comes out. Maybe. maybe. But the, for me, the big thing is that it feels like super lazy writing. Because yeah. the one scene in the trailer that I keep going back to is where the grandmother is in the kitchen. She goes, will you get in the oven to clean it? Or, <laughs> or can you get all the way in the oven to clean it? And I'm like, why don't you may as well just say, I'm going to murder you now. Have you ever read Hansel and Gretel? I, it's, I'm like, that's lazy fucking writing, man. Yeah, I have another. I'll right, show you uh, another trailer after this. It'll blow your mind. All right. It's kind of similar blow, to that. Blow my balls off. Blow your balls off. Blow right off the door. Blow my balls so off So guys, door. long story short, you know, M9 Shyamalan, he's a human being. <laughs> and he's a creative person, you know, and you know, you and I are creative people. I was going to say, if, if you're really going to really judge him or critique him, how many movies have you made? Exactly. Like, I made zero. I And again, I don't know how much of that is like other people getting involved and, yeah. and messing with that stuff. He happens to be attached with several of those that were bad. And it's kind of like, yeah. I know as a director, your role is you know pretty significant in that sort of stuff. So, yeah. I, you know, how much you want to hold him accountable for, I don't know how you do that, how you quantify that or anything like that. But at the end of the day, he is a human being. He's making work. He's uh, he's doing that sort of stuff, and to a certain degree, you know, I really respect him for that. He's making more money than you or I. Exactly, <laughs> and I can just I can dislike his stuff and just be like, yeah, it's not. I don't like it. I don't yeah. enjoy it. I feel like the Airbender was a huge mistake, but at the end of the day, he's being a creative person, and I respect it. There you go. That's straight out of Doug's mouth. Right out of my mouth. For me, he's absolutely being creative, and I can respect the fact that he's he's working his craft. Uh, that does not mean that I like everything he does by sure. a long shot. And some of it, I think, is pure garbage. Uh, but I will say that I'm, I truly am pulling that pulling for him mm-hmm. because how he started his career off, I if he can return to that, yeah. I think, and and really like just tell a good good character driven stories that make you think and have a couple layers, I I think he could do really well. So everybody I'm, loves a redemption story, baby. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, right there. Yeah, baby. I'm hoping. Yeah. 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 You got a throw down for me, Justin? You know the thing is, I've been thinking. And I cannot come up with a good one tonight. Oh, like, no. All, all the ones I've been thinking about are like, nah, that's not, nah, that's, nah, I don't know. Like, I was thinking, like, part of me went um, uh, Juggernaut and uh, The Blob. That, let's start, let's do that one. You want to do that one? Because I, I, I start. I was going to say that, and I'm like, I don't know if I, eh. Well, that's so basically. Like, all we do is X-Men. <laughs> we don't, oh, well, we've done a lot. We've never done a lot of X-Men. Well, you know, we had Superman versus Thor. We had Hulk versus Superman. You know, we've had a couple other ones. Hulk versus Wolverine. Oh, we did Hulk for we did Hulk with a lot of them. We did, yeah, yeah. Hulk was a topic of conversation for a while. We did the Flash. Was the last one the Flash first? Yeah, and then the best, the absolute best one was Nightcrawler versus Ant Man. Oh, hands down. I I love that thread on. But okay, let's let's do uh, let's 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 do that. Let's do um, because what you have here is the Juggernaut as the unstoppable force versus the Blob, which is the immovable object. Right. The blob, and I don't think we're far from the first person to discuss this. But oh, I agree. Yeah. I don't know a ton about either of these characters. But I don't I do, either. I do know the blob has probably one of the dumbest powers, which is basically like, I don't move. He's like, he just, he's just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> he just sits there. And the juggernaut, I think, arguably, once he starts moving, he yeah. cannot be stopped. Right, right. So that does beg the question: like, who would win? Right. Who would? And what are we considering a win here? We talking like destroying the other person? No, I or? think a, a win would be moving the blob and stopping the juggernaut, like okay. just straight up moving or stopping. Oh man! Like that's that's the thing. Like, or is it just a? Well, I mean, it couldn't be a stalemate. 
No, because I mean, someone has to win. So, because you can't have two forces hit each other mm-hmm. and one stay still and one continue to move unless yeah. one passes through the other. Yeah, or one stops. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't have yeah. one. You know, yeah. one thing hit another, and that either one thing stopping or the other thing's moving. Yeah, there's no other option. So I'm trying to take it like, let's imagine they're in an arena. You know, All right, it's like cool fight, fight. It's just like I'm giving it to the blob. Honestly, the blob? I'm going to give it to the blob. I'm going to say, because based off of Newton's third law of motion, <laughs> or second, I don't know. Which, guys, honestly, whenever they make an X-Men, they, they always concert Newton's they third always law. Concert his, yeah. So it's it's a uh, an object in motion will stay in motion. Oh, you mean inertia. That's Newton's. Yeah, yeah. you're talking about inertia. But an object in motion I'm will stay in motion. I'm just excited because I'm like, I know what it's called. Motion until, uh, you it, got scared. You're like, that's what I said. Wait a second. <laughs> I was right. An object at rest will stay at rest. An object in motion will stay in motion unless uh, it was an equal or opposite force is applied to it. So yeah. I, I honestly, I'm going to give it to the blob because just in my head as I'm watching it play out, mm-hmm. I just see the blob like just like as a fucking wall, just just not moving. I see him as like just like the juggernaut hits him and he just gets like just like turns to jelly. He gets consumed by the fat that is the blob. So he technically keeps moving just into the blob. He's just like... <laughs> and the blob goes, I win. <laughs> nom, nom. So are you giving it Linda, to the blob then? Linda, come clean me up. <laughs> There's a... Go- okay, so Limbaugh's the blob. <laughs> exactly. We Lin- figured it out. There we go. Linda, I've got the juggernaut inside me. I win. <laughs> so are you giving it to the blob? I then? think I'd give it to the blob too. I, again, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel strongly one way or the other, but Practical Doug... He's gonna go, gonna go with the blob on this one. I, would, I cannot wait. I can't even really describe it other than I'm just. Please, please tweet at us or leave messages in her Facebook wall because I want. If you disagree, I really. I, I would, would love, love to have. I would a, love nothing more than for this one to like just like blow up into this gigantic debate. I would love it. I would love for right. someone to be like, guys, this is what really would happen. <laughs> right here's because the because yeah. I, I you know I know what my brother would say. My brother would say that Jubilee would win, and I would agree with him. <laughs> I would agree with him. David Cochran, I agree with you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks you for hanging out with us. know how much your brother loves Jubilee. He loves her. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, like our Facebook page, or, you know, if you guys like what you're listening to, uh, head on over to iTunes. You know, give it a subscription. Maybe give it a review if you like it, if it tickles your balls. If you're into that sort of thing, it'd be great. If you don't have balls and you still get tickled, then please leave a review. Absolutely. We're not uh, we're not gender specific here. No, you don't have to have balls. You can have them. You can not have them. It doesn't matter. Let's just get tickled, baby. It's all good. That was a creepy thing mm. I just said. That's going to be a Doug quote. Oh, God, my, there I, it is. I don't, have, I don't have my pen and paper on me right now, but let's oh. just get tickled, baby. That's all it is. God, I can only Yay. imagine the picture you're going to create with that one, too. Yep. It's going to be great. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at MindGapPodcast. And Justin has a website. You can go to justinstrandland.com uh, where you can listen to the uh, the episodes and you can also see a couple of the videos and other things that I've done work on and uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Justin underscore Michael. That's M-I-K-E-L. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out. We love you. Goodbye. Mind Gap Podcast. <laughs>